This portion of the show is brought to you by my good friends at Just Wireless. Get your smartphone repaired. New batteries, cracked screens, charging ports at Just Wireless and get more information at JustWirelessAC.com. Let's get right to it. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff Orvitz here. Happy to be here with you today. Uh, Weekly Roundup, wrapping up a really busy week. I do have an interview coming up here with Ned Jones, who is the director of the Citizens Election Research Center. More on this issue of Coconino County Elections Department. Uh, The recorder there, Patty Hanson, how she joined with your tax dollars, the Alliance and Ned, who, like I said, is the director of Citizens Election Research Center, is concerned about this. They've been on top of this, um, and they're trying to put pressure on Coconino County to get out of this group that has past ties to the Zuck Bucks. And look, we just should get out of our elections should be nonpartisan, right? I mean, we would hope at least, but we should at least not have outside groups involved in our elections at all. That's why we have an elections department. That's why we have and uh, vote for a county recorder. So Ned's going to fill you in on more details that, that have emerged on this issue. It's a big one. Uh, I, I want to get into Biden. And we, yeah, we live in a country where, you know, he keeps all the top secret documents in his garage. And then the D- Department of Justice, his Department of Justice, DOJ, you know, looks looks into this issue. If, if it's Trump, you know, you get charged with this stuff, of course. Um, but if, if it's Biden, you don't because Biden, what was the quote? He's a, quote, elderly man with a poor memory. And, yeah, we know that. I was listening to his interview yesterday after the show, or not interview, but he had a press conference where he wanted to try to soothe the nation's concerns that he's a quote unquote elderly man with a poor memory by having a bunch of flubs. And specifically it came out and he was talking about uh, Gaza and the, you know, the attack from Hamas and he, he confused the president of Mexico and the president of Egypt. It was really embarrassing and he's just really fumbling and mumbling. And even the, dying legacy media the corporate media uh, is now admitting that the guy has diminished mental capacities and you know i'm sorry for that i'm I'm sorry that he's in that condition in that stage of his life but this is our country we're talking about this is the, the presidency of the united states of america one of the most important positions in the world that stuff's flying at you at a million miles per hour i couldn't even imagine you know people get in there and usually they start off young and, and, and end up old. He's, he's ended up really old. And he just does not have the mental capacity to do this. So I, I think, I think, I think it, the number's up, and he, he won't be the nominee. They're going to have to get him out of there. It will be somebody else by the time we get to the Democrat convention. But we continue this farce like he has any capacity to be president of the United States. Unbelievable. I mean, you should see, I should have pulled the clip for you. You know, just mumbling away, though, and a typical Biden flub uh, in front of the media that he was and the country that he was trying to soothe. Crazy stuff. All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I want to get into some economic issues. I want to get into some Second Amendment issues before we get to Ned Jones uh, with Citizens Election Research Center. I want to get into craziness in Hawaii. Basically, they're saying the Second Amendment uh, no longer exists in Hawaii. Unbelievable. And um, they had a, a Supreme Court ruling there, a state Supreme Court ruling. Get to that in just a second. If you're thinking about selling your home in the Flagstaff area, you know, do what Valerie did. She, she thought it might be a little tricky to sell her home in this market. You know, markets change quite a bit, but she turned to Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group brokered by EXP. 
uh, because of Kelly's experience and knowledge of real estate right here in Northern Arizona. And Kelly knows how to market and sell your home for the highest price possible. She's very happy. Val says the process was something she never thought it would be. And, and that was awesome. And you know, when you're dealing with selling real estate it can be a very stressful thing. And to have that kind of response, um, that's a typical response from Kelly Broaddus's clients. That's why she's got a lot of repeat business. And that's why so many people go to Kelly Broaddus to buy and sell homes in Northern Arizona and in Flagstaff area specifically. Give Kelly Broaddus a call right now. The only realtor I would call, like I said, and the only one I do bring on the program to give you market updates and what's going on in the the world of real estate. 888-446-5602. And also she's got a really cool tool on her website where you can get instant valuation on your home um, and find out more information about Kelly Broaddus and her great team, northernarizonafinehomes.com. That's northernarizonafinehomes.com. Okay, let's, um, I kind of kept punting this all week. You know, with with all the snow that we got in northern Arizona, what a crazy storm, crazy two storms. And it started snowing again this afternoon. And I had looked online on the forecast for Flagstaff or at least above 5,000 feet. They're saying another three to six inches tonight uh, into into Saturday. I didn't expect that. So another round coming through. I spent the morning digging out. First of all, going around my neighborhood with with my tractor and trying to get some of those berms. We all woke up to the, if you don't live in the Flagstaff area, Uh, the dreaded berm at the end of your driveway where the snowplow comes through after you've cleared your driveway and all the sidewalks and this and that. And then this, the snowplow guys come through and some places literally had a four and or five foot berm of chunky ice and hard snow and uh, just a mess. So spent several hours this morning fixing that and uh, digging, digging out as I know a lot of you did too. My back's a little sore. (laughs) And then I went out and did some um, work on some rental properties, things like that, moving that snow around. I guess, generally speaking, the two storms from, what was that, Tuesday night to, you know, just last night, it wasn't even a three-day period. Uh, We got about 36 inches, about three feet of snow in this one storm. So a a pretty dang good storm for Flagstaff, by even Flagstaff standards. So, hey, we'll, we'll take it. And I know that uh, some places got even more, four feet. I don't know what they got up in the peaks and up by Snowball. I imagine they got um, quite a bit more up there. So, good stuff. A heavy wet snow, though. A lot of broken branches out there, uh, even on the uh, Ponderosa pine trees. So, yeah, I spent the morning doing that. Um, and, and glad to have that snow out of the way. Okay, let's hit on this. Um, so, I didn't get to this because, yeah, I've been so busy with storms this week. But there's a lot of bank concerns out there. We're talking the smaller to mid-sized regional banks that kind of had some trouble last year. And remember the whole banking contagion that was happening. And then the Fed opened up the window, emergency loans, things like that. Some of these banks specialize in commercial loans and commercial real estate in some parts of the country. It's just real estate is definitely a local thing have had trouble uh, because they lent to commercial properties and properties in some places have become much more vacant because people have been working at home and the whole COVID crazy stuff. Um, Plus the interest rates that rose way up and they had loans that they were given out at 
you know, there were commercial loans going for 4%. Uh, I got a couple commercial loans that we got at 4 point something percent, which is very, very, very low for a commercial property. And then it spiked up. So you got the old loans on the books, but then interest rates spike way up. So, so banks have had trouble because of that. Uh, now it's been a year since we had those banking issues. And now another regional bank was hit with a third credit downgrade. This is from Fox Business. As the crisis concerns linger, that's New York Community Bank. Uh, third downgrade in a week on Thursday amid concerns about commercial real estate exposure. So this is something definitely to watch in our economy and to watch. And that's why the what was the Federal Reserve pal uh, earlier this week, he was on Sunday, he was on 60 Minutes, and um, he was talking about, well, you know, our interest rate's going to be, are we going to have these cuts coming up in March? I don't think we are because they still got inflation concerns. And, um, you know, I, I just, I don't see it coming yet. Plus you, you've got a lot of these banking concerns. So very fragile to say the least. Plus you got a lot of credit card debt out there. Record $1.13 trillion uh, credit card debt reported this week. Uh, but something that was also buried in those stats is the amount of credit increases is the, the trajectory, I guess you should say, uh, has started to slow quite a bit. I think people are getting really tapped out. People have been using credit cards for, you know, necessities like food, paying rent, gas, things like that, consumable type um, things, not con- not items that uh, are going to be around for a long time. It's things that you're literally eating like that night. So that's gone way up. Household debt has gone way up as well, um, increased by $212 billion in the fourth quarter, bringing it to $17.5 trillion. Auto loan balances are up as well, um, increased another $12 billion to $1.61 trillion. Um, and the average credit card balances are, have still jumped and you know, but have slowed down some with the average balance people are carrying $6,360 and more and more people, according to CNBC, an article I'm reading have, have fallen behind, uh, in their, in their payments. So more delinquencies are up. So anyway, uh, yeah, just something to, to really watch because I, I think that's the American, uh, consumers really getting tapped out with all the inflation that's happened and using the, the credit, using credit and credit cards to keep things afloat and keep things going. Okay, let's switch gears here uh, before we get to uh, Ned Jones in just a minute and, and talk about this elections issue in Coconino County and around the country as, as well and what his organization does. Um, it happened again, and this is going to keep happening with our wide open borders. Our borders are wide open. We don't know who's coming in. They're coming in in record massive numbers. And, you know, we started off the week with that, the, the, the guy giving a middle finger to America who had just been released by the awful uh, DA in New York City, Alvin Bragg, after the, the, the beating of the two New York City cops in broad daylight in Times Square, and a guy gets out on zero, zero bail, right? So he's since been indicted, right? But it's just this keeps happening and happening and happening. Happened again last night. So Thursday night, this is from ABC7 in New York, Midtown Manhattan, right in the prime you know, shopping district and all that. I don't know if you've ever been there, but busy spot, right? A young teen, and let me read the article from New York, a young teen believed to be the 15-year-old suspect in Thursday night's Midtown Manhattan shooting was taken into police custody on Friday. The 15-year-old, 15 years old, believed to be Jesus Alejandro Rivas Figueroa, was caught at 106 Saratoga Avenue, blah, 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 blah. New York identified a suspect and wanted uh, in connection with the shooting and the attempted murder of a police officer just hours earlier during a New York Police Department press conference. 
Right? They're just flagrant, blatant out in the open. He arrived, get this, he arrived from Venezuela, you know, a real long time ago, in September. So a guy came from, from Venezuela in September, was living in a migrant shelter on West 70th Street and carried a 45 caliber handgun that he fired three times on Thursday night, uh, trying to hit these cops, right? And, and, and he hit a uh, tourist and twice firing toward uh, pursuing officers. Unbelievable. So, and, and it all led to, you know, it was a, they were um, stealing stuff, doing those uh, mob thefts that happen in these big cities nowadays. Yeah, from Venezuela, 15 years old, at one of these migrant centers, illegal centers, we'll call them, has a gun, shoots the cops, shoots the tourists. It's happening time and time again. When's America going to wake up? When are we going to stop this? Well, you know, Senator Cinema doesn't want to stop it, apparently. Uh, this was the big news this week. Her bill is her bad bill. Her border bill tanked. And it tanked really, really bad. The vote was 49 to 50. This was the one, remember, where we're going to let uh, 4,999 illegals in every day. But if we hit 5,000 for five days, oh, then we're going to close up the border, right? As if we believe that. And then they stuck in the uh, Ukraine funding and Taiwan funding, Israel funding, you know, all this money to other countries and writing new laws for the border when we already have laws on the books that are supposed to take care of this and the president promising, oh, don't worry, we're going to fix it. Well, it failed 49 to 50, needed 60 votes to, to pass, a uh, few rhinos voted in support of it, but the thing is dead and it should be. So uh, Senator Cinema, I don't even know if she'll announce if she's running for reelection because what a, what a train wreck she's become. All right, let's get to this crazy bill in Hawaii. This, the second amendment doesn't exist anymore when we come back. So stick around, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Hey, don't forget about my good friends at Sportsman's Bar and Grill voted best sports bar in Flagstaff. Uh, they've always got something on their $4 menu. So you can get a, you know, they've got like things like soup, um, they've got great pizzoli, by the way. It's really awesome. Uh, plus, don't forget during the week, next week, don't forget about their specials that start at lunch, go all the way through the evening, uh, like Taco Tuesday, Wing Wednesday, Half Price Wings. They've always got great drink specials. Hey, it's Super Bowl weekend as well. They've got all those TVs voted best sports bar in Flagstaff. Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Uh, it's up there by the hospital, just north of downtown Flagstaff in the Basha Shopping Center with plenty of parking. Go check it out. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. My friends at Just Wireless can get you all set up with a new-to-you refurbished smartphone. Save some money. You never know what's going to happen in this economy. Plus, if you want to get your existing phone fixed, maybe you got a bad battery, cracked screen, charging port problems, take your phone over there, Just Wireless in West Flagstaff on Milton Avenue. They can take really good care of you. They've been taking care of my family for many years. Save money. Go to Just Wireless and check out their full inventory and, and all kinds of info on, on Just Wireless at JustWirelessAZ.com. That's Just Wireless AZ. I 
love Hawaii. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. You don't have to shovel, you know, three feet of snow like we had to do uh, in Flagstaff. But we, hey, we love the snow in in northern Arizona as well, right? Um, But crazy Hawaii, very left, one of the bluest states around, uh, in the country, around. (laughs) Um, I was was thinking about Coconino County. I was thinking like, Coconino County is kind of like Hawaii, right? It's probably just as blue. Uh, but even they know not to go after something like this. So this is from Reuters. The Hawaii Supreme Court upheld the state's law that generally prohibit carrying a firearm in public without a license. So no fire. You, can't, you just can't carry a firearm. And in the process, criticized the conservative majority U.S. Supreme Court's rulings that have expanded gun rights um, in this unanimous five to nothing decision in the Hawaii Supreme Court. Yeah, the decision by the U.S. Supreme Court, which says to the lower court, the Hawaii Supreme Court, that you can't do this. You can't restrict firearms like this. I mean, it was already ruled on, so this ruling will be overruled because they, the Supreme Court's already ruled on this, but they, they just don't care. They just don't care. Uh, this article goes on to say Wednesday that under the U.S. Constitution's Second Amendment, quote, states retain the authority to require individuals have a license before carrying firearms in public. That's what Hawaii is saying. And check this out. This is from one of the um, Supreme Court folks. We read those words differently than the current United States Supreme Court. We hold that in Hawaii, there is no state constitutional right to carry a firearm in public. Well, yeah, because there's the Second Amendment in the U.S. Constitution, and the Constitution spells out that you can do that. So these people are, it's insane. They're just, the U.S. Supreme Court's making decisions, and these guys are just saying, well, we disagree. We're going to make a totally different decision. Uh, We know better because we're in Hawaii, I guess. Crazy. So there you go. That's, we'll see that one make it to the Supreme Court. Now, obviously, another one in the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court I'm talking now, is waiting for the decision after the arguments that happened yesterday that the people in Colorado, the politicians in Colorado, can decide who's president of the United States, apparently. And this, in this case, you know, prohibiting President Trump from being on the ballot in Colorado. So they heard the arguments. This looks like to me it's going to be a nine to nothing. It should be a nine to nothing decision that Colorado cannot keep Trump off the ballot for supposed insurrection for what amounted to a riot actually uh, at the Capitol on January 6th, uh, that they can't keep him off the ballot. They can't keep him off the ballot for this thing. So I hope that they rule on this quickly. Um, the election in Colorado is coming up. I know Mark Howard earlier in the week pulled the, the date, but it's coming up here in just the next couple of weeks. He's on the ballot, but he's disqualified as of right now. So we'll see what happens with that. One more this week, and, and then we've got, remember, stick around, because this one's a real important interview with the director of the Citizens Election Research Center, Ned Jones. Um, websites, whoscounting.us. Going to talk about this issue of the uh, Coconino Elections Office and the recorder, Patty Hansen, joining this alliance group, which has deep left ties. So we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, one more big decision that happened this week was Mayorkas, the director of uh, Department of Homeland Security. He hang, hung on by a thread. The Republican Congress, the Republican House voted to impeach the guy because of everything I just talked about, because of the open borders, because of the things that are going on in, in all over the country. But look at New York, look at the, the police officers that were beaten up earlier this week uh, by a bunch of illegals. I think there was 14 there. Look at the shooting that just happened from somebody from Venezuela. 
Don't know how he got in the country, if he was, you know, if he walked over or if he got over illegally. I would assume that he's one of the many millions in this country illegally. But shooting up and shooting at tourists and officers last night in Times Square or in, um, in Midtown Manhattan, you know, in one of those uh, flash mob robberies that keep happening all over the country. So Mayorkas, who's supposed to protect and, and well, he's the director of Homeland Security, he's supposed to protect the homeland from crap like this, should be impeached. The guy's totally incompetent. And it would have went through. He would have been impeached except for three rhinos, three Republican in name only uh, that voted not to impeach the guy. But there was a fourth, fourth Republican voted no as well, just so he can bring it back up a procedural matter. So that way uh, they can bring this back up later and hopefully get, I think they needed two more of these guys. I think they needed two more votes. So the fourth guy and then one of those three trying to flip those. And, um, you know, hopefully they can get this guy impeached. Unbelievable. It's just we're rotten from the top here with this this horrible, horrible leadership. All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right. Roads are still rough out there. There's a lot of cinders on the roads. Uh, you know when you hear pop on your windshield that it's, it's one of those cinders putting a, a chip, a rock chip in your windshield. I go to Diamond Auto Glass. Uh, I rely on Diamond Auto Glass. They're a great company, great Northern Arizona company, right there on 4th Street in Flagstaff where you can get your windshield repaired so that rock ship can get repaired. They're real good at this stuff. Uh, They can get it done really quickly for you. If you've had a windshield replaced at Diamond Auto Glass in the past, you've got full coverage. It's included. It's free. No appointment necessary. Stop on by. It takes 10 to 15 minutes. Remember to always call my good friends at Diamond Auto Glass first at 928-779-4140. That's Diamond Auto Glass at 928-779-4140. Go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. If your heater goes out, remember to call my good friends at Gettles High Desert Mechanical. This family-owned company has been doing this for decades in Northern Arizona. Plus, Gettles High Desert Mechanical does plumbing as well. And I got a buddy of mine who uses them all the time for plumbing. He says, top-notch. He would not call anybody else. Call Gettles High Desert Mechanical for all your plumbing, uh, for heating, cooling. Uh, If your heater's out, hey, write down this number and get in touch with them. They'll get you back up and running. 928-567-2200. 928-567-2200 928-567-2200 or go to gettleshdm.com. That's G-O-E-T-T-L-S-H-D-M.com. This portion of the show is brought to you by American Trailer Company. Check out their full inventory at americantraileraz.com. All right, welcome back. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. You know, I want election security. I want confidence in our election system. I would think that everybody wants that, but I I don't know. And this issue with Coconino County uh, in Arizona and signing up with the alliance, which has deep ties going back to Zuck Bucks and all that, it's it's just driving me crazy. And I think that's the last thing anyone needs going into an election is a big question mark. Um, You you know, someone who's been fighting this issue is uh, the director of Citizens Election Research Center. Ned Jones is with us. Uh, who's counting.us is the web website. Uh, Ned, hey, wh- how are you doing today? Welcome to the program. 
Hey, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I you know I just this this one in Coconino County kind of baffles me. The only uh, county in Arizona to sign up for this alliance services. I want to get to that in just a second, Ned. But I did notice that on your website, who'scounting.us, election integrity hotspots listed. Of course, Maricopa County in Arizona is one of the spots where you hey we need poll watchers. We need to you know get this thing revved up. Uh, what's what's going on there, and what does your organization do? How are you trying to get more secure elections around the country? Well, the, the Election Integrity Network uh, was formed in 2021 at the Conservative Partnership Institute, a think tank for conservatives in Washington, D.C. And the mission of the Election Integrity Network is to be sure that we have fair and honest elections around the country. And what we've done is assisted in the states uh, for folks to set up um, election integrity coalitions where they deal with all issues that come up in our election processes. What we found in 2020 was that um, we thought our elections were being totally run fair and square and uh, the people that were running it, uh, you know, had no other agenda. And what we learned in 2020 is that things can happen. There are many vulnerabilities and anomalies that happen in 2020. And so that started me researching exactly what's going on with our election process. And uh, what I've found in over three years now is that left-wing nonprofits have infiltrated the process and they pretty much have been running our elections. And so what we're trying to do is get citizens involved in the election process. You just mentioned it, poll workers, poll watchers, getting involved in the system, helping to clean up the voter rolls, doing research on these left-wing nonprofits, working with vulnerable voters. You know, they were taken advantage of in the 2020 election. We've seen the videos all around the country. And so now we've helped to set up a national uh, organization, the Election Integrity Network, with these statewide coalitions and I believe we're up to 23 states now, including Arizona. And it's just a group of citizens who want to help fix our election system. Ned, I think that's important to point out. You're you're an independent group. You're not, unless I'm wrong here, you're not like a, a consultant to a local recorder's office. No, sir. We're dealing with citizens who want to participate in fixing our elections. Okay. It's a nonpartisan effort. You know, everybody should want to have fair and honest no, elections. I, 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 I agree 100%. And where I got really, you know, upset about this deal in Coconino County, which you've been following, Coconino County joined the alliance and they're using taxpayer funds to basically have the alliance consulting them, giving them information, et cetera, et cetera. Some states that don't have laws like Arizona that prohibits, Arizona prohibits outside money coming into elections offices to help run the department. I thought that's why we voted for these people and that we you know, pay taxes to, to run these departments. I get frustrated when outside groups come in, no matter if they're on the left or the right, and they're directly got a hand in the elections process. I don't mind if you have a left-leaning group or a right-leaning group that, you know, sets up centers to, you know, try to make fair elections. But talk about this alliance because Coconino County's in this thing. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Jeff. No outside money should be coming into our election processes by anyone. If counties want to set up a way to run their elections, then the citizens of that county should pay for it. And that's that's pretty much how we feel. Although the goal of the Center for Tech and Civic Life which distributed the Zuck Bucks in 2020. And of course, we don't have to go through that in detail, but you know that uh, Coconino County got half a million dollars, 25% of the, I think their budget is around $2 million as best I can figure. So they got a 25% bump in 2020. 
And you know, the Zuck Bucks around the country went 90% to districts that uh, Biden won. And the total at, at the time from Mark Zuckerberg was close to $400 million to two different organizations. Yeah. Arizona got $5 million. But Coconino got a big chunk. Well, 27 states since Zuckbox have passed bans. Arizona's one of them. But unfortunately, Arizona has a pretty weak ban because all it says is that uh, they are not allowed to receive private monies. And so what the Center for Tech and Civic Life did, they came up with a new way to do a workaround in the states that had a ban and to create these centers of election excellence in states that didn't. And so they awarded uh, in the original group 16 centers of election excellence. One was Coconino County in Arizona. Uh, they awarded $18 million into those groups. Of course, $13 million went to locations that Biden won and only $5 million to locations that Trump won. But there was tremendous public pressure because, it, as I said, in 27 states, there had been a ban. And so the citizens came out and in three places, the funds were refused uh, uh, in Michigan and two counties in North Carolina. They refused millions of dollars from the Center for Tech, Tech and Civic Life in Shasta, California. It's still pending. The, the governing body has never approved a grant for Shasta, California. In Greenwich, Connecticut, they accepted the money. Now, this is deep blue Greenwich. They accepted the funding, yeah. but they did not approve membership in the alliance. And so there was public pushback against the alliance. But in Coconino, they went ahead and applied for membership in the alliance. And right in their application, they say, boy, we could use another $100,000, knowing that that would be illegal in Arizona. Do you have that? Do you have that application? Because uh, when I talked with the, uh, I can't remember his name from the Federalist who wrote a big article on this. I, I don't remember that being mentioned. I'd love to see that. Yeah, we have we have a uh, extensive uh, Freedom of Information Act response. Okay, um, it did include her initial contact with the Center for Tech and Civic Life well, when she was applying. That was in April of twenty two okay. when the alliance was first announced, and that was after Arizona put in that the law saying you can't take outside money. And I want to be clear, um, what. Coconino County did because we have the ban in Arizona from taking the outright grant from outside groups into the department. They use the taxpayer funds to actually sign up for like a subscription service to get those services. So put another way, yeah, Arizona pays for what other states are getting as far as grant money put into the, into, into their recorders offices. Well, there's another wrinkle to that, Jeff. We have the original applications for membership in the alliance. That's what it's called. In one case, um, I believe it was Greenwich, Connecticut. It might have been another one. We have the agreement, and it says there's a scholarship. The alliance has scholarship funds available to cover your membership. So initially, this was going to be free. However, because of the bans, because of the uh, public pushback against the alliance, they put in a fee that had to be paid either by uh, the Center for Tech and Civic Life where it's allowed or taxpayer money. Mm -hmm. Because when you read when you read the November 22 email to her name is Patty Hansen, it's the uh, Center for Tech and Civic Life telling her that uh, her the alliance partners and legal experts have been meeting to design a membership structure so jurisdictions from across the country can participate. What that means is they were working on a workaround. 
in DeKalb County, Georgia, where there was a strict ban against funding and membership, they did a workaround with their legal team where they gave the money to the governing body who then gave the money to the election office. <laughs> Georgia has tightened up their ban, but DeKalb County got $2 million in membership so, in so, the, so we uh, did so we didn't take the money but we got it from the same government body you know that we get it from like the board for example but we're the recorder's office kind of thing correct yeah that's how they did it <laughs> oh wow and then if you read if you read on in this email it says we and our legal team will be available to talk you through any questions <laughs> you and your counsel may have so what they're telling coconino is look if there's a legal hang up here we can handle that with our lawyers huh. um one of the problems with the membership agreement is this statement that they have to share non-sensitive, non-confidential technical data and usage statistics and providing feedback about any standards related to digital tools, tools offered by the Alliance. Well, we can't, citizens can't get that information. They're coming forward with information to the Alliance that citizens can't get. You know, we have to file FOIA requests. We're waiting on one right now from November with Coconino County, our team in Arizona. Uh, they have partially responded, but nowhere near the number of emails that we know exist mm. between them and the alliance. Unbelievable. I'm going to talk with Ned Jones, director of the Citizens Election Research Center, who's counting.us. You can get a lot more info. So what do we do? Because they're the one county... And, and I should tell you, I mean, I'm in this. This is where I re- am registered to vote. A lot of people listening to this show as well. Um, it's a very blue county. What do we do? I mean, they've already done this. We've made a big deal about it. You have. Others have as well. But they're like, hey, there's nothing illegal here. It's a workaround. So what do we do as citizens when they're just basically saying, hey, we're going to do it anyway. We found a way to get around it. We're now subscribing to this service for this outside group. Well, we think we think that there should be no outside influence in our election processes. And so just like just like the two senators in North Carolina who just left the alliance, they claimed it was because they were being so overworked by the alliance that they couldn't get their job done to run the election this year. And we think that's probably valid because the alliance is constantly sending them surveys. They're having meetings all the time, either by Zoom or in person. And Ms. Hansen has been participating in all that, exchanging information per se. So we think that Coconino should withdraw from the alliance as well. And we want to work with local citizens who agree and the governing body to see if we can't come up with a method to make that presentation in Coconino County. Because we just don't think that... Um, left-wing billionaires should be funding and influencing our elections. Well, actually, no billionaires should be. But this project, the alliance, is being funded by something called the Audacious Project, which is funded by Bill Gates, Silicon Valley, the New Venture Fund, which is Arabella Advisors. And we're concerned that with Arabella Advisors, there may be some foreign funds uh, ending up there from a guy named Weiss yep. from Swiss, the Weiss Foundation. Swiss guy, right? Because, yeah, he can't donate directly to campaigns, but he can donate to nonprofits. Remember, all of these left-wing nonprofits that we talk about, they have the same tax status as your church. So when Mark Zuckerberg donated $400 million in 2020, it was just like he was giving it to a church. He got a huge tax write-off. And it was a charitable donation to this 
to, to two left-wing nonprofits. So we think it's going to take public pressure, working with the governing body in Coconino County, to see if the election office, the recorder, you know, won't withdraw from the, uh, the alliance here. So there's no perception of outside influence in uh, our election process. And, you know, that's the spirit of the law in Arizona. Whether they covered these uh, services by outside organizations or not, um, the intent was to stop this activity. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Coconino should be going along with the intent. Yep. Get out. Of yeah. Get out of it if you truly want a election that isn't tainted at all, and people that feel confident in the system. I agree with you, uh, Ned. Coconino County, get out of this thing. Uh, what are you exactly. doing? And uh, okay, so who's counting? Us best way to get involved with this effort. Yes, sir. That's our website. You can put your contact information okay. in there. Um, you can put my email on your website or any anything that you have like that. And uh, you know. Just two things real quick to wrap up. There are two pieces in uh, the media today from Coconino County. There's a piece from Vote Beat, which is a left-wing um, media outlet, and a letter to the editor from some lady in Coconino. I saw that. Bringing up... Huh? I saw that letter, yeah, but go ahead. Bring, bringing up Jim Crow, which they always do, and all these other things. Well, nobody's accusing anybody of anything. All we're saying is we should get the outside influence out of our elections. If counties want to run elections a certain way, the taxpayers should pay for it. You know, um, Patty Hansen just went on another one about funding. Fed, now they're after federal funding, if you can imagine. They're wanting the federal government to fund our elections, and we don't want any part of that as well. It should be funded at the local level. Yeah. That's the people that are making the decisions about the elections. All right, Ned, funded and controlled at the local level and exactly. watched by the local citizenry, citizenry as well. All right, Ned, appreciate it. Who's counting.us? Who's counting.us? Uh, keep us up to date as this one continues to uh, develop. Thank you. All right, love to hear from you. All right, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email comment. Get that in right now. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right, uh, the Blind Brothers, uh, Angela and I called them up here just about a year and a half ago and said, hey, we need all new blinds in our home in Flagstaff. Uh, these, these ones from the 1990s are looking a little rough. They came in and they laid out all their options. We looked them all over. We chose a great set of blinds. Then they came back. They did the installation. They took out all the old ones, got rid of them, installed the new ones. They work great. I'm so happy with uh, the Blind Brothers. If you're looking for new blinds, shutters, or shades, do your neighbors a favor. Get, call the Blind Brothers right now and get an estimate. And mention the Jeff Orvitz Show, and you get half off installation. Really great deal here. Call them up right now. The Blind Brothers, 928-634-2423, 928-634-2423, or check them out online at theblindbrothers.com. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that
This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Well, Angela and I were able to save quite a bit of money on our auto insurance and on our home insurance. We went to Eric Boatner at Allstate Agency in Flagstaff. Hey, why don't you bid out your, your policy? If you, if, especially if you've been with somebody for a long time, sometimes those rates creep up and you're like, whoa, how did this start getting so expensive every month or every year? Eric and Lisa Boatner have done a great job for us. They, they'll take care of you when it comes to homeowners policies, auto, motorcycle, RV, off-road vehicles, uh, boats, business owners, life insurance. They do it all. They got so many great five-star Google reviews as well. Check them out. Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency. Have them bid your policies out at 928-774-8722. 928-774-8722. That's Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency, 928-774-8722. Yeah, three feet of snow. That's that's a good one. I mean, the biggest one I've ever seen in uh, Flagstaff, I think it was 2010, if memory serves me right. I think we got, I want to say 52 inches, 50, 52 inches. I don't know if you remember that, if you were around here during that storm. But that was like a wet, like heavy snow, and there was the roof collapses that happened, the flat roofs. I know I was on the roofs of several buildings with, you know, quite a few people where you hoisted up snowblowers on roofs and just kind of prodding out there. You know, where's that skylight? Where's hopefully this thing? Holds, hopefully I'm not like the final bit of weight that causes the whole thing to, to tumble down. Um, but yeah, that's that's about, I don't know. We didn't get quite that much at, at my house. Um, we probably got about, you know, two to two and a half feet, but then it settles down and stuff. I mean, it's, I guess there's some more coming. I, I don't think it's going to be much, but I, I thought I read on National Weather Service three to six inches possibly tonight into tomorrow. We'll see. Um, give us a little time to uh, let our backs recover, right? All right, more to come next hour. Uh, the office, what was this thing called? The Office of Digital Government. This one's crazy. Uh, what do, do you hear about this one if you didn't hear it earlier in the week? And this was in Gilbert where the city employees, some of them making like $200,000 a year, were spying on and social media accounts of city workers. Crazy Orwellian stuff. Uh, plus, we'll get you caught up on some more stuff. And, and hey, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com if you got an email comment. Always love hearing from you. Hang tight. Back in just a few minutes. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Portions of this show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Remember to catch the podcast by looking up the Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area.
right, Angela and I have been buying physical gold and silver for decades now, and we go to Desert Gold Exchange, an Arizona-based company uh, that does a great job for us. They keep their overhead low. They pass the savings on to you. They guarantee that. Uh, they keep the lowest fees and commissions out there. I know I just ordered some silver from them. Why don't you give Desert Gold Exchange a call right now at 888-852-4343, 888-852-4343, Desert Gold Exchange, our family serving yours. This portion of the show is brought to you by the Rodeo Steakhouse in Williams. Head on out there this weekend, get a great steak, great ribs. The Rodeo Steakhouse in Williams. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, hour two of the show, the weekly roundup here, wrapping up a, a really busy week. Uh, Going to get to... Austin Vander, he- Vander Hayden, sorry, Municipal Affairs Liaison for the Goldwater Institute. This crazy Gilbert Orwellian Office of Digital Government. This is like, as far as we could tell, the first one in the nation. But it's probably, you know, this was unearthed after it had been cranking for a while. And how they're, they were spying and still spying on city employees and dictating what they can say. And in their private lives... On social media when it comes to politics, things like that. But yet, the, the folks who are heading up this department are very political themselves, of course. They're on the left, and they're very inclusive, as long as you agree with them, right? It's always how it goes. So we'll, we'll talk with uh, Austin here, my interview with him, in just a second. Uh, and any comments you got, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. One other thing that happened this week was the primary, well, the caucus and the primary. The caucus was last night in Nevada, and... Trump handily won that, right? That's the one that actually counts. Then earlier, I don't know why, but earlier in the week on Tuesday, they had the primary as well. So they have a primary and a caucus. Who knows? Well, President Trump was not on the Republican primary on Tuesday, but Nikki Haley was. Mike Pence was. He's not even in the race anymore. Tim Scott was. He's not even in the race anymore. John Castro, whoever that is, I think. He's still in the race, but he got 259 votes or 0.3%. Um, but Nikki Haley needs to get out of this race because there, there was a, a fifth candidate on the in the race in the Nevada primary this week. And the name of that candidate was, and thank you, Mark Howitt, for sending this in with 86% of the votes counted. I'm sure more have been called um, or counted since then. But the number one candidate in Nevada was, quote, None of these candidates, none of these candidates got 63.4% of the vote, 47,134 votes. And Nikki Haley came in second, even though she's the only other person besides Trump really in this race, but she's really not. She was only not even able to garner a a third of the votes in Nevada when she was the only real candidate on the ballot. She got walloped by 63.4% by none of these candidates. Get out of the race and let's get it on. Let, let's get it on between Trump and Biden. Like, let's call it next weekend. I keep saying this. Have the vote happen now before Biden actually gets out, you know, before he has more elderly moments and the country, the the remainder of the country, which who, who can support this guy at this point? You know, maybe 33%, you know, when they start recognizing that Biden is unfit to be in office. Yeah, there we go. Maybe we should start uh, removing Biden from the Biden, uh, you you know, like they're removing Trump. No, we don't want to do that. And hopefully the Supreme Court rules real soon because they they did meet up on Thursday and heard arguments 
for the Colorado folks who think that Trump shouldn't be on the ballot just because they say so, because they don't like Trump. Um, and and he, he caused insurrection, according to them, even though he hasn't been charged or tried. Crazy stuff. All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Good weekend to head on out to Timberline Firearms and Training. Five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall right there on 89. Uh, indoor shooting range. Pretty Pretty good thing right now, right? Indoor shooting range when there's three feet of snow. That's what Flagstaff got, about three feet of snow. Some areas got less. Some some got more. I'm sure many of you out there got four feet of snow. Good storm. I guess some more coming uh, tonight. We shall see. But Timberline Firearms and Training, indoor shooting range. Plus, they've got a great line of firearms, ammunition, accessories, Liberty Safes. I got one of those right there. Uh, and, and they've also got lots of training courses Safety, you know, when it comes to firearms, uh, when it comes to proficiency, getting you to that next level when it comes to your firearm skills, Timberline Fire, Firearms and Training, they got you covered. So give them a call, book one of these courses. Here's the number 928 526 7900. 928 526 7900. And don't forget Valentine's Day coming up. What is that next week? And they've got really good specials for you and your loved ones um, to get on out there for Valentine's Day. Again, Timberline Firearms and Training 928 526 7900. Okay. I caught up early in the week with Austin uh, Vander Hayden, Municipal. Let me get that out. Municipal Affairs Liaison for the Goldwater Institute. GoldwaterInstitute.org. That's GoldwaterInstitute.org. How you doing today? No, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. You don't want to be connected to that. I mean, that sounds about as Orwellian as it gets. So, so what was this thing? This is in Gilbert, the the ODG. Um, break this thing down for us. They were spying on the employees of the city. Yeah. So this this office of digital government started off as a normal communications department, and it transformed into exactly like you said this Orwellian centralized power in Gilbert led by a former Hillary Clinton intern. Her name is Dana Birchman. She makes $200,000 a year. Nice. And $1.1 million of taxpayer money is being spent on this department to essentially promote uniform speech, right? So they've taken away the ability of each department within Gilbert to have their own social media. So I always use the example. Let's say the fire department in Gilbert wants to put something out saying, hey, there's an increased fire risk today you know, watch out. They can't do that. They have to go through the office of digital government to do it, but they're also spying on individual social media accounts. So there are public records that revealed that this Dana Birchman individual, she would email the fire chief or the police chief or whoever it is and say, Hey, so-and-so liked this post, or they tweeted something about, you know, Trump or whatever it is. Uh, And essentially the expectation was that that supervisor would then reprimand that individual. And so it, it's, it's crazy. Meanwhile, Dana Birchman is on social media promoting Black Lives Matter. And, and uh, you know, she's got those filters on Facebook of Biden-Harris 2020. And she's saying, you know, oh, no, not a bunch of old white men when she's talking <laughs> about Trump's cabinet picks. All of these crazy things. And so they're totally fine to promote leftist, you know, progressive activist speech. But when it comes to conservative speech, they can't have any of that. And that's, crazy. that's what's happening in Gilbert, which is. Wow. It's not something that you would expect at all in Gilbert. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. And I'd, uh, excuse me for the, you know, my understanding of the greater Phoenix area. Obviously, I go down there quite a bit. But I, I when I think of, uh, you know, the 5.5 million people in, that, in the area there, everything to me is Phoenix. Is Gilbert kind of one of the smaller <laughs> towns or cities? Yeah. So, so Gilbert is 
uh, I believe it's 300, 400,000 people, which I guess is not a small town no. at all. Um, but, but it's definitely more conservative yeah. and, you know, they pride themselves on being, uh, having the title of the safest town in Arizona, one of the safest in, in America. And they have conservative values and, and that's, you know, shown time and time again, but this is a group of unelected bureaucrats. And that's what I think is, it's so concerning here. These people weren't elected. This isn't the council that's doing this, you know, pushing these progressive policies. This is individuals who work for the town. I mean, $200,000 to, to be the director of this department. That's, that's unheard of in, in, in local government. And so, um, yeah, it, well, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, it's here's the thing. I, I ran into this issue, and we're still dealing with this issue in Coconino County at the elections department where they had an outside group come in to uh, – they subscribed to an outside group that had leanings back to the Zuck Bucks thing, right? And I'm going to say the same thing about that department that I'd say about Gilbert. I don't care if you're on the left or the right. This crap shouldn't be in government. They should be there to do that job and – uh, quite frankly, shouldn't be promoting leftist causes or right-wing causes. Absolutely. Yeah, this would be a problem. I've, I've stressed this. This would be a problem if if it was a conservative group trying to suppress liberal speech. People yeah. should not be policed like this at all. It just so happens that in this instance, in Gilbert, it's one side and it's the progressive side that's trying to silence the conservative well, side. Yeah. And, and to be fair... We've only seen this one instance in Gilbert. This could be happening in other cities across Arizona, across really the whole yeah. country. This could be happening anywhere. This is just one incident I, that yeah, we Austin, found. So, I suspect, Austin, when you unearth one, there's usually a lot more, um, but this is the one that you've actually found. And again, it's the Office of Digital Government in Gilbert. So what were they, they, they were censoring or they were flag how give me some examples here this would be social media of employees with of the city of the town were they hitting their personal accounts or the official city accounts because i I would imagine that they have some authority over the official city accounts but what you do off the clock is what you do off the clock right we're talking about individuals private social media accounts this is not this is not the parks and rec department, you know, social media account. It's, it's individual employees on their own time. A perfect example of this, a town councilman actually spoke out against this, Jim Torgerson in his name. And he came out and said that he shared a town survey on his private social media account, not his uh, town affiliated one, his private Facebook. And 20 minutes later, he had a call from someone in this office of digital government demanding that he take this survey down because it was too soon and it wasn't approved by this office of digital government. So one, wow. there's no way that they should have even seen this because it's his private social media account, but it's a survey from the town and because it wasn't approved from this, you know, office of digital government, they, they can't have that. So uh, that's, that's what's going on with yeah. that department. Yeah. And I mean, look, I've sat in that chair in Flagstaff years ago as a, as a council member. And, you know, if you want to put something out there and it's public record, you can put it out there. So if they came up with that, it's, it's fair game. And those council members are there to reveal and bring this kind of stuff out. And quite frankly, they should have control over the city manager, which has control over this uh, department. Right. You would think, yeah, it's, it's really been crazy to kind of see all of this unfold. Um, it sounds like, you know, there was, well, first off, there was a town council meeting uh, about a week ago and uh, the public is furious about this. Yeah. They're frustrated that their taxpayer dollars are going to this rightfully so. Um, but they're just looking for a change. And I think that 
I think that this really kind of all took off during COVID. That's really when a lot of this kind of centralized power was gained by this department. And, and they're just looking for this to be changed and looking for some leadership uh, at the council level to kind of make that change. So this has been going on since 20. When did this thing take off the Office of Digital Government, the Orwell office? Yeah. So in 2012, this department became, you know, a thing. And so that's when the office first started. And that's when it was just a normal communications department. And, and again, I'm not advocating for there to be no communications oversight or whatever it is, but, but there, so that's how it started. 2019 is really when uh, they, they took the ability and the power away from every other department mm. to, to tweet what they need or, or Facebook or whatever it is. And Dana Birchman, the, the head of this office, is actually on record. She said this on their town podcast. You know, each department needs to come and ask us for a Facebook page. We're not just going to give them a Facebook page. They have to show us why they need it and all this stuff. So she's pretty power hungry in that sense. She's also gone private on social media after this report came out. The head of the communications is private. Oh, on she she can go. She um, can go private, <laughs> but the employees, they, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and you said she's you've unearthed posts that were political, BLM things like that. Um, you know, you said she did stuff with with Clinton and all that. So she's obviously quite political in the past, at least. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. not. She's not trying to hide any of this. She's yeah. actually. She's also called people who show up to council meetings pitchfork people. She she said that she doesn't care about the <laughs> opinions of the pitchfork pitchfork people that show up to city council meetings. Uh, she only cares about the everyday. I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting infuriated. I'm getting infuriated. I don't even live there, and I'm getting infuriated because this is the attitude on so many levels, uh, especially of the administrative state, the bureaucracy, the unelected bureaucrats that is just permeated throughout this country. It's happening. Uh, Austin everywhere, because I can g- give you instances here in Northern Arizona. I talk to people all across the country on this stuff. It's happening everywhere. And, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm glad there's organizations like yours, like Goldwater Institute on earthing stuff like this, but it's so, it's so rampant and out of control. We got a sustainability department in Flagstaff that went from, you know, one person hawking rain barrels to um, 11 employees now and 5% of the city's general fund. I mean, th- these departments just grow, they get power hungry and they just, they, they want to have like an empire. Yeah. It's again, it, it is the unelected bureaucrats that, that are just running the show in all of these local governments. And, and, you know, I think that it's really important for, citizens to look into their local government. I mean, these are the people that are responsible uh, for protecting individuals' rights, yeah. you know, and, and for, for doing things like that. I think it's important to submit public records requests. Try to find out if this is happening in your town and, and your city and just try to figure out, you know, what's actually going on behind the scenes because for a long time, people didn't know this was happening in Gilbert, but it's been happening for quite a long time. It has been. Why don't they shut them down? Why don't they shut them down, the manager, the, the, the city council? Well, so the town manager is actually the one who's responsible for creating this department. Yeah. And so um, that, that kind of tells all you need to know. But um, Gilbert has been facing a lot of out, you know, uh, outcry, public outcry yeah. for a lot of the ways that they've handled things. The Gilbert Goons situation, for yeah, example. What is, what is that? Um, Gilbert Goons, what is that? Yeah, so it's, it's a group of high school students and, and kids, even outside of high school, who are in a gang, basically this Gilbert Goons gang, just running amok in the town. Uh, there was a, a child, a teenager, Preston Lord, who was who was murdered, beaten to death in Queen Creek at a Halloween party, and uh, no arrests have been made. 
for, you know, to, to that specific case. And they're working on uh, certain arrests right now with other teen violence cases. But, but the mayor hasn't made more than one public statement about this issue. And, and it's not necessarily because of, you know, she doesn't want to make that statement. Again, it has to go through this office of of digital government. And so you're starting to see the negative consequences and maybe the unintended consequences of this department controlling every bit of speech. This town cannot communicate with its citizens. They can't, I mean, it's the biggest story in Gilbert in decades and they can't effectively communicate what's going on in the town because of this office. I, I don't get it because, um, Austin, if I was there and I was the mayor or the council member, I would just do it and say, what are you going to do? You can't, unless there's something in their city charter, imagine they have a city charter. I don't see how this department and an administrative department within the city that the town manager or city manager creates can have any dictates, at least over the elected body, the city council members, the mayor. Uh, if they're not out there just raising a stink on their own, they, they should be, unless it's spelled out in their charter, which I doubt. Yeah, I know a lot of people at the town council meeting were calling for that. They were, I mean, the former mayor, uh, one of the former mayors came up and said, this department needs to be disbanded. We need to give 15 new police officers and firefighters in here. Give this money to other departments. A lot of people are calling for that. Yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked, especially uh, there's a gentleman who's running for mayor. He's, he's talking about making that a campaign issue, saying, if I'm elected, you know, this is, this is not going to be a department anymore. And I, I think that this is just the first we're hearing of it. It's certainly not the last. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. No, but I'm, I'm just saying, Austin, I'm surprised that if I was a mayor, I'd be like, I'm going to say whatever I want. What are you going to do? Depose me? I mean, that would, that'd be an interesting case yeah. for Goldwater, right? <laughs> that, that yeah, they, yeah. It, yeah it, sorry. No, it's just, it's really interesting to see how this is all going to unfold. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I just, um, Gilbert has just, had a lot of, you know, they've had a lot of infighting on that council. They've yeah. had multiple ethics complaints filed amongst each other. They had a mediator come in to try to handle some of their their infighting, like I said, between council members and the mayor. So there's there's a lot of issues that are happening in Gilbert, and uh, yeah. th- this is just another another one of those things yeah. in, in Gilbert. Insane. All right. Hey, um, Austin, appreciate it. Um, let Keep us up to date on this one. That's just insane. The whole thing is my head is spinning. And I, I, I think people that just don't even live in, you know, Gilbert are just their skins probably crawling too, because this is the last thing we want to come to any of us. I remember, I remember when people got upset when the city was looking inside um, their recycle cans, you know, uh, in Flagstaff and people were upset just on that level of snooping. And I guess it's at, if it's at the curb, they can do that. So I could imagine the Gilbert residents are up in arms. Um, about this going on. All right, uh, goldwaterinstitute.org. This is a great organization to support folks because they're always doing stuff like this. So Austin, I really appreciate it. We'll talk with you again soon. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Send me an email anytime uh, or comment right in the podcast. Appreciate that as well. Hey, good weekend. You know, once the snow's finally starting to settle down, highways are reopening. I mean, last night I got a notification that I-17 was closed. Obviously, it's been open and back open, I-17, I-40, but we haven't had 89 closed for a while. We were like stuck in Flagstaff, you know, which is fine with all this snow. Um, but once you can get on out and maybe this weekend, head on out to Williams, beautiful Williams, Arizona, go to the Rodeo Steakhouse the Rodeo Steakhouse in Williams at 950 North Grand Canyon Boulevard. It's right there by the Ramada Inn. Great ribs, awesome, awesome ribs, plus the salt and pepper steak is really good as well. Uh, take your loved one out there. Valentine's Day is coming up too next week, so don't forget about the Rodeo Steakhouse in Williams. The Rodeo Steakhouse in Williams. Head on out there and get a great steak. You'll see me out there sometime soon too. 
Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. We had our policies rebid, and we've been switching over our policies to Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency, for a couple of years now. And most of them are over there now because he saved us a lot of money. And Eric and Lisa Boatner do a great job being involved in the community. They've been here in northern Arizona for many, many decades. Uh, why don't you give them a call, have them look at your auto, have them look at your home. They do motorcycle, RV, off-road vehicles, boat, business owners, life insurance. Eric Boatner, Allstate Agency, 928-774-8722, 928 928- Eight seven seven four eighty seven twenty two. All right, I'm, I'm looking at this forecast here. I thought we were done with this, but it says I'm on the National Flagstaff National Weather Service. There's no, like, winter storm warnings or anything, but because now it's just like, this is like a winter storm advisory, like, you know, for the first storm. But um, once you get into it, it's like, yeah, 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 there's going to be three to six inches, no big deal. Uh, but additional snowfall, 5 p.m. Friday through 11 p.m. Saturday. And it's saying, here it's saying a couple inches, but then I hit on winter weather continues and it says light to moderate snow accumulations between, so this is low, it's going to get cold. So 3,500 to 5,000 feet. So we're talking down Camp Verde, Verde Valley, um, of course, Prescott, one to three inches, accumulations above 5,000 feet. Again, Prescott area, um, Payson, Flagstaff, obviously Williams. Three to six inches localized, higher amounts where heavy bands of snow develop. Where did this one come from? I didn't even know this was coming. I th- I, originally last week or earlier this week when we were supposed to get like, it was like 11 to 15 inches or something in Flagstaff. And it was like one winter storm warning. That was like for Tuesday and Wednesday. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, there's another one coming. I was like, where'd that one come from? It was like a surprise storm. It spawned something new here. Um, and then that other storm came, another winter storm warning. And now there's no warning or anything, but three to six inches, possibly higher amounts uh, from tonight into Saturday. So yeah, it's going to be continue on here. I've actually got some driving to do tomorrow to head out of Northern Arizona. So we'll see if I actually make it. All right. Love your comments. Uh, get those in talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, you can get those in anytime. Plus always, uh, always appreciate you uh, podcast podcasting, commenting right in the podcast, commenting right in the podcast. Thanks for doing that. Hey, um, Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans can help you out if you're thinking about refinancing your home. Rates have been coming down. I think we got Kim coming in next week or the week after the next couple of weeks to get a Um, an interest rate and refinance and mortgage market updates because there's been some, I told you about this last hour, interesting developments when it comes to regional banks. Talk from the Fed of possibly lowering interest rates, but then he went on 60 Minutes and said, maybe we're not lowering interest rates. Um, But rates have come down. So if you've been holding off to refinance, might be a good time to do it now. You never know what these guys are going to do at the Federal Reserve and, and messing with interest rates. Plus, if you've got high rate credit card debts, which I know a lot of you got, and it stinks because inflation kicked up so much and people got caught up in this. And if you've owned your home for a few years and you got a mortgage on that, you might be able to refinance the whole thing together and save money every month. Uh, mention to Jeff Orbitra, you can save a little more. When you call Kim Dawson, you get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. Here's Kim's number, 928 
310-6458. Or go to NovaHomeLoans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NMLS, 697411. Nova Home Loans, NMLS, 3087BK, number 090-242, equal housing opportunity. Subject credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Diamond Auto Glass. Get those rock chips repaired in your windshield before it spreads to the rest of your windshield. Check out and get more information by going to thedifferenceisclear.com. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Olivia and I were bummed out on Wednesday when, you know, midway through the show, we realized we just weren't on air. There was so much snow up on Mormon Mountain. Power went out. All this stuff happened, and uh, we had a really good time. We were just talking to ourselves, though. So here's a short segment from Olivia and me um, talking about all, all different kinds of subjects, and we, like I said, had a good time. So here it is. Okay, let's see. Let's hit on some stuff. Uh, we'll get to comments, but let's hit on this. So Nikki Haley, the only real other presidential candidate that's left in the race for the Republican race uh, yesterday. Mark Howard explained this yesterday, how uh, Nevada has the primary yesterday, and then they have the caucus coming up tomorrow, I think. They do both. I don't know why. Something weird there. So yesterday, only Nikki Haley was on the ballot, <laughs> right? In the pri- Trump wasn't on the ballot. She lost. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Nikki Haley. Get out of the race already. This is getting, this is getting silly. Wow. She came in. Okay, she didn't lose. She came in second place to quote-unquote none of these candidates there was like a thing that you can mark like none of these candidates she came in second last i checked it was like by like 30 30 points so she 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 was trailing in a big way i don't know what the final numbers looked like but i think nikki haley i think you should there's a hit to your ego right there i I think it out before you lose in your home state coming up here pretty quick i mean just come on and i'll keep repeating let's have the election Let's just next week. Let's take a day off. Let's just go vote. <laughs> right in Trump or Biden. It's pretty easy. And don't don't give Biden a chance to back out now. Let's ha- let's hold the election next week. Don't give Biden a chance and the Democrats to put up someone like Michelle Obama or someone else. Uh-huh. No, let's do it. Let's do Biden and Trump right now. Let's write it in. <laughs> take two. Take two. Yeah, take two. Take two. Um, <clears throat> Olivia, correction from yesterday. I, I, I talked about this illegal immigrant, illegal migrant attack that happened in New York City in Times Square where up to like 14 illegals attacked two NYPD officers all on camera, right? And yesterday the report was that four of the alleged people that got arrested in New York and then released on zero bail got arrested at a Greyhound bus station in Arizona. So I was like, wow, they're oh. already infiltrated through the rest of the country. Wow. That was the reporting, okay? And, and, and you know, I'm not in... in in Phoenix or in Times Square. I can't tell you everything that's going on. But now New York 5, Fox 5 out of New York is reporting that the four, well, they call migrants, okay, the four illegals that were arrested in Arizona Monday are 
quote unquote, not affiliated with the investigation into the brutal Times Square beating of two NYPD officers, despite earlier reports. According to the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, brag, like that's reliable. ICE sources told multiple news outlets yesterday, that, including Fox News, that a group of migrants were arrested at the Greyhound bus station and they were connected to that. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they were, maybe they weren't. But it's, it's changed Just in 24 hours. There's quite a bit causing a lot of trouble. Yeah. So, there you go. We don't know if that's happened, but it's not unlikely that it didn't happen or did happen mm-hmm. or either way. <laughs> We could go either way on that one. But we do know that illegals are flooding our our country in massive numbers and that it's really starting to get under the skin of even Americans other than than you and I, right, that have been paying attention to this, that actually care about this stuff, you know, because it's happening in their backyard now. Um, So another thing that happened, Senator Sinema's really, 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 really bad border bill, the one where she spearheaded this effort to allow up to, what were you talking about this Monday, Olivia? 4,999 illegals oh, per day. And at 5,000, boom, we're sealing that border up. No. We just need 20, uh, what's it, 20 billion? We just need 20 billion and we will do it. As soon as we get, as soon as the turnstile clicks, 5,000, sealing up that border. But that's only after five end. days, only after five days of 5,000, <laughs> right? So that's her bill, right? What a, what a, what a bad it's representative like for like in Arizona. California with the money, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like, what was it under ten thousand or oh under 10, under a thousand yeah, for the criminals or under a thousand yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. unless it's you're legal like then it's then it's zero oh oh yeah yeah right, you're special like, you're special yeah no you so get more rights <clears throat> yeah, so, citizens yeah I, I think so you get certainly get a lot more stuff I mean I got to pay for my phone you know <laughs> yeah it's not I got to um, pay if I want to go visit New York you know after I come across the border I, I got to pay for the airfare. They don't. I got to pay for the airfare. Instead you got to pay for the airfare. Free transportation. Yeah, free tra- yeah, yeah. Where's my free trip? Hey, that might be, if it is the same people, how they got from New York to Arizona I, on their free transportation. I, well, I think we should sneak across the border into Mexico and back into the U.S. and ask for a free airfare. Wherever, I, I need a trip. I just Denounce need to, our citizenship. Yeah. Renounce <laughs> it. Yeah. Anyway, um, I wouldn't recommend doing that. But anyway, so Cinema's really bad border bill has absolutely tanked. Uh, the vote happened just a little while ago. It was 49 to 50. It needed 60 votes to pass to get through the Senate, right? Uh, pretty much party lines is what I'm reading. Uh, four Republicans voted yes for it. Which ones? There's always those few. So four uh, Republicans voted. Senators, um, let's see. Here's the Democrats. Senators, um, well, four Republicans voted yes uh, Senators Ed Markey, um, Democrat, uh, Massachusetts, Bob Menendez, that's the guy that they found the gold bars in this thing, New Jersey, uh, Democrat, Alex Padilla, uh, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren voted against it. So some Democrats voted against um, the Republicans that voted for Senator Sinema's really, really, really bad border bill, the one that, you know, they're basically giving the finger to the American people <clears throat> that, hey, if you want your border fixed, we just need more laws, which they don't. They've got plenty. And we need $20 billion, which, okay, I'm all for giving more money to our border which folks. Which we don't have plenty, but. Yeah, we don't have plenty of that. But in order for you to get border security, you got to send, what was the number, $60 billion more to Ukraine and money to Israel and money to Taiwan. Those should all be standalone bills. That they should vote just one, one up, one up, one at a time. Well, it's yeah, it's not related. So <clears throat> no, why is yeah. it going to be related in that? So here, we, we, you all guess what the Republicans? Who were the Republicans that voted yes for this horrible, horrible, horrible bill? 
Senator Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, of course. Same old people. James Lankford of Oklahoma. Oklahoma, seriously, you got to get rid of this guy. Vote for a new senator as soon as possible. Susan Collins, there you go, Republican from Maine. And good old Mitt Romney from Utah. Utah, at least Mitt Romney's not running or running for re-election. So, um, what's his name? McConnell voted uh, for it so he can bring it back later or something. Or maybe he voted against it. No, no, no. Okay, and let me. I take that back. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer voted against it, just so he can re he can bring it back later. You, it's a procedural thing. So get it. Um. Olivia yeah. Doesn't get it. No, she's, a little. That's okay. You probably. I don't, know. I don't know if I explained that very. Sounds good. messed up. Anyways, talk but. with talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. So for now, it's dead. Uh, dead, dead, dead. The border, this border bill that they worked and the media is like, they worked, Republicans got everything that they were asking for to protect the border. But they, it, I, I'm hearing these headlines, right? On the, on the media. And it's like, but wait a second. You forgot to talk about the Ukraine stuff and all this other crap that's in this bill, right? You forget mm-hmm. to mention that. Okay. Another bill or this one on uh, Mayorkas, the uh, DHS secretary who is allowed you know, Department of Homeland Security, this thing that was created under Bush after 9-11, which has been another behemoth of, a, of an organization. This thing has allowed millions and millions of illegals into our country. And he's the head of it, Mayorkas, right? So they want to impeach him. Nope, failed in the House because of three rhinos. Always three rhinos. Uh, a fourth Throwing Republican voted no on it only because... He then can bring it back up. So they're going to try to reorganize and get the support. Mm-hmm. I think they, they need to flip one of those rhinos. So hopefully they do that. So Mayorkas is hanging on by a thread, uh, almost got impeached, but, uh, but for three rhinos. <sighs> Typical. Typical, right? What else can you say? What else can you say? Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Love to hear from you. All right, let's do a couple comments. Uh, we have one from Laura. Big Talker is back online again. Back, baby. (laughs) My anxiety at not hearing you and the current conditions is greatly lowered. As to the weather, might I request that the snow be removed before my long three-day drive from Vancouver to Cottonwood (laughs) and that the 89A be open? You really need to bring the family up to British Columbia and check out, I might butcher this one, but Haidegway. Haidegway? How do you spell it? H-A-I-D-A. And then space, separate word, G. G. Apostrophe. Apostrophe. W-A-I. You can see why I didn't know. Get away. Exactly I Googled it. That. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> northwest forest looking thing with some kind of carved trees. Am I looking at this right? And cliffs and stuff. <laughs> okay, wait. Now I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, here it is. It's beautiful looking. Ooh. It is beautiful looking. Okay, sorry. Go on. And this is Laura who's writing this. And Vancouver Island, don't bring guns and or bullets. If you're going to Alaska, mail your gun for personal protection into Alaska and vice versa homeward. Provent, prov- provincial. Provincial. Yes, I know. Campsites by Shh. reservation. She, she had no school today and it's already... It's already I was going impact. to get it. I was going to <laughs> oh, read sorry. the word. I'm so rude. Go ahead. <laughs> by reservation and forestry campsites have never been a problem with wildlife or other. Just be bear aware. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was bear aware when we were up in, like, Montana and Wyoming. You know, I'm, I'm walking around. Um, we we camped somewhere right outside of Yellowstone. Remember that on the north entrance there? Yeah, the, or the south entrance. Mm. It doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, that's right. Up on, the, up on a mountain, there's bear signs everywhere, and there's, like, bones all over the place. <laughs> so I take the dog for a walk in the morning, saw a bunch of elk, and I'm, I was packing, you know. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was a, a gun that would have just irritated the bear, but I would have felt good for a few seconds at least before it got, <laughs> before eaten. got eaten. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Can I run faster than the dog? Probably not. 
So I'm probably. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. You always got to bring someone a little slower along. And <laughs> I was the slower one, apparently. Hey, Laura, thanks for that. Have a safe trip back to Arizona. Um, I may take you up on that offer because eventually we'll be heading up that way. Although I don't know if we'll go back to Vancouver. Been to Vancouver, you know, the city there, but not to Vancouver Island, which looks absolutely beautiful. And isn't that where they film most of the X-Files? Remember all the time? Like they're oh, in. The same for or the same, same forest. road. Yeah. Yeah. Take me. the same forest. And they always park their car and get out and something. Yeah, they, some abduction Usually happens they're lost abducted time. or killed. Yeah, Laura, I want you to take me to the road where they have <laughs> filmed all the abduction scenes because I'm pretty sure that was somewhere on Van- outside Vancouver one. somewhere. And um, yeah, have a, have a safe trip back. I, our, our goal is to get up. Uh, is this next year? This is um, not this summer, but the not next summer. summer the next, We're going to yeah. drive up through Canada and then over into Alaska. You all have been listening to me for a long time. Know this this plan. Our 50 by 50 was my plan. Um and yeah, I do have, I, I would love to bring through Alaska, uh, I'm sorry, through Canada, some, some firearms for protection, but they're so strict on their gun laws. And I think you can bring one for protection, but it's all kinds of hoops and I don't mm-hmm. trust that bad stuff's going to happen. So I don't know. I'll look into bear, sp- uh, the horns or the bear spray or something like yeah. that. So appreciate that. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Let's do one more email or text or. Uh, yeah, this one's a text comment. Okay. I was getting ready to thank you for having the Steve Dace show on because he is a serious patriot, unlike Clay and Buck, who are more like boys in a man's job, as Steve Bannon puts it. (laughs) I haven't heard that one. (laughs) But before I could thank you, poof, he was gone. He gone. (laughs) I've noticed you have begun to address more serious issues yourself, and I'm impressed with your efforts. Remember to ask for God's support when it all becomes too heavy, and he will inspire you and give you hope. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and you did. Last week, I kind of bugged out by Wednesday. I had like a brain overload. You had an you know? urge to go dig. Yeah, I was like, I got to go work. What I did last week, so I did the show Wednesday, and then I took off. I took Thursday, Friday off, and Mark Howitt and Bob Thorpe filled in. Is um, I reached that mental overload, and I actually I went and worked outside. Mm-hmm. You know, Owen and I put in all those posts to because we were like, let's get our farm and very small hobby farm farm is not even a good a good word for what we've got we're we're getting to be larger gardeners at this point right but for <laughs> keeps, us it's, it it's we call it a farm right and i'm like i gotta everything's so crazy i want to make sure i can sustain for my family as as best as possible and i encourage everybody to do that it's not only not only for like you know security reasons and self-reliance self let's call it sustainability let's take that word back but also for, for like mental well-being, you know, being outside, getting your, mm-hmm. getting your hands dirty, whatever it is. You, I mean, everybody's got different gifts and talents and, you know, I can build stuff and, you know, I, I'm, I'm just got a knack for all that stuff. Right. Um, you may not, but you may have be good at putting a little garden outside and your, even your balcony in a little herbs like a condo. Yeah. Yeah. Your window inside. You can even do that. Mm-hmm. It's a f- fulfilling thing. Um, yeah. The station's been a little, little crazy because, um, First of all, it went out because Mormon, the tower's on Mormon Mountain, and they get bombarded there. Mm-hmm. I, I bet it'll go out again tonight. And typically, we always stream at talkwithjeff.com, and I, I usually say it's up like all the time. It actually went down. Uh, that's because the station's transferring everything to a... I'm not going to bore you with the sausage making. <laughs> and I'm not even in the station. We have our own studio. You know, we don't, we don't go in there. Oh, anything. yeah. We're not but they're, involved. But they're, yeah, yeah, but they're, um, they're upgrading all of their computers and stuff, and it, it can be a, an issue. 
and, you know, so they're, they're working through that. So be patient. We will be back up if we go down for a little bit and, and, um, and keep things rolling. Usually always up at talkwithjeff.com, that stream. And the podcast, you can always yeah, look at Jeff have Horvitz the podcast. Show. I yeah. mean, that's up soon after the show. So, yeah. So you've always you got that. that. Multiple ways to listen. And yeah, I like Steve Dace. I will inquire to the folks at the station and see if they're planning on bringing Dace on board. I, I hadn't heard him that he was on. I know they played Ramsey a lot for some filler weather, doing some stuff. Are we on? Are we on air? <laughs> I don't even know. You know, it might be one of those days. Um, and uh, Steve Dace is a good guy. Uh, he's been on the show one time. I'd like to maybe do some more stuff with him, see if we can get him back on. But very serious and um, bringing a lot of stuff out there, especially during COVID. Um, he, he was absolute tops there. Um, all right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, you can also text comments 877-971-3971 to that last one. I don't know how serious we've been. We've been half serious today, right? On a oh, snow day. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Um, I am waiting, but I don't know if they're going to deliver it today because it's a little rough. And really, I don't even want them to because I, I feel bad when delivery shows up in the middle of a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Uh, UPS person was out there earlier and she was just like, I could tell she was just having a rough well, day. Well, they don't even have a door. They have a door. They just keep it open because they get out so much. But she delivered well, like yeah. she delivered like a, a badminton set, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this this did not oh, have to not come. Play this for so this long. did not have to come today." And I felt I felt like such a loser. Hey, if you want a second set of eyes looking over your portfolio, uh, why don't you call my good friend Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management? See if he's a good fit for you. He's been on the program with me so many times over the years, and I think he shares a lot of the same values that I do, and I think you as well. Um, have him do a portfolio review. He can even do a woke mitigation portfolio review. Make sure that companies aren't more concerned with this woke DEI stuff and instead of actually you know returning shareholder value. Call Glenn Least right now at 928-225-247. That's Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management at 928-225-2474. Hey, listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This is The Jeff Orbit Show. All right. I hope you all have a great weekend. I My plan is Monday. I think we got Rob Wilson from Timberline Firearms and Training trying to get him in every two weeks. We'll ask him about this crazy Hawaii Supreme Court decision that basically the Second Amendment doesn't exist anymore. So we'll hit up on that. If you got any comments that come up over the weekend, send them in. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Appreciate everyone who's done that. Hope you all have a great, safe weekend. Take care. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Portions of this show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. 
Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area.